I started my first business when I was 15 and it was selling sports cards because that's what I collected my whole life. And I was really passionate about it. And I went to these sports card shows every single week and started selling them. And I got really good at it. So when I was 15, I started making close to a thousand dollars a week. By the time I was 16, I was making a thousand, 2000, 3000 a week, 17, four, five, six, 7,000 a week, every week, just buying and selling cards at these shows. And eventually that turned into other businesses. So from a baseball card show, people started selling Beanie Babies, if you know what the, remember yeah, what those yeah, are. Yeah. So I, I started selling Beanie Babies because I saw people selling them making way more money than baseball cards. And then that went into something else and something else. And eventually I got into um, gold and I started selling jewelry. And that was the business I made the most money on. Mm. I, I made like my first million dollars. I saved my first million dollars when I was 19 years old from sports cards. Got it. Then I got into Beanie Babies and I made and saved my first $10 million with Beanie Babies. How old were you at the time to save $10 million? So I was, I was in my late 20s. I was in my uh, late 20s and I had like $10 million saved. And this, I was born in 75. So this is, you know, back in. That's crazy because like, you know, for me, I've been successful. But being a real estate guy, your money is always getting deployed. Yeah. I've like never had $10 million liquid saved. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you're just making so much money <laughs> that like, it, like, like I got, I got to points, especially my next business. I mean, I literally made. Me and my partner, we made a hundred million dollars profit. We did over a half a billion dollars in sales in, in jewelry. Wow. We had over 300 locations all over the country. And, uh, I, I just had so much money. Like literally every month I had another million plus dollars in my account. I didn't know what to do with it. Like, like <laughs> I was like, what the hell do I do with it? So what's crazy is that was in the 2008, 2009, 2010 years. I had a friend of mine that, you know, got me really big into real estate. And I just gave him like literally a million, like probably a million bucks every quarter or maybe every couple months to spend and buy property. And literally we were buying properties for 10, 20 cents on the dollar because that's when the market crashed. So mm. the market crash was probably one of the best things for me because I had so much cash to deploy, you couldn't get loans. And uh, everything was at a foreclosure for 10 cents on the dollar. And yep. I literally bought hundreds of properties at foreclosure auctions for crazy low. And I've sold most of them, you know, four or five, six years later as they double, triple, quadrupled, but I still have probably 30% of them and they're worth 10 times what, what I paid for them. Wow. Um, so that, that was a really good year. But yeah, if you make so much money, it's hard to figure out what to do with this. Sometimes. So how, did, cause you know, there was a lot of guys making money before the recession and they, they had the stories of losing it all. Right. Yep. So were you always just saving money and trying to like have a, a good reserve Cause like a lot of guys, they just redeploy money into more yeah. real estate or more business. And then, you know, those things go sideways and they have nothing. Yeah. So I try to use every single penny I have. Okay. Literally. So you were thinking the way normal, like yeah. entrepreneurs I don't, think. I don't want to save money. Saving money is stupid. Like it's yeah. good to save a certain amount of money to have if a great opportunity comes by, you want to be able to buy it. Right. But you don't want to have tons of extra cash. But if you're making so much money, sometimes it's hard <laughs> to figure out what to put it in. You don't want to just put it in random things. You want to put it in random stuff. You want to be safe. But I, I literally, you know, the reason why so many people lost money during that last recession is because people were leveraging so many properties. They were buying fix and flips. They were doing all these things and leveraging, you know, big developments. I, I was using cash because I had all this cash. So I, I never got hurt because I wasn't buying it to fix and flip. Right. I was buying it and I turned everything into rentals. Mm. So the rental rates, you know, even though properties went down 80% or in my market, 90% in Atlanta, a lot of yeah. properties went Vegas down Vegas was the same. Yeah. But the rental rates never went down. So if they did, it was very minimal. So literally I just bought all these homes that were usually $200,000, 250 for like 20 grand, 30 grand on the high side. Crazy. And I just turned them all into rentals because I couldn't sell them. Like they were unsellable. Nobody wanted them. It's not that people didn't want them. There was no one that would give a loan. Right. No, there were no, there was no one giving loans. Like it was shut down the banking system, hard money. loan. Every hard money lender I knew went out of business. They went bankrupt. Right. In that year. So 
I was just buying everything thinking there's no way. I mean, I know what it costs to build these things. I was like, there's no way it's not going to be worth it at some point. <laughs> so it, it was just a great, a great um, thing. It was great for, for real estate because of that for me, but it was great for business as well because literally when I started this business that I made all this money on the most amount of money, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, um, it was a big recession. So everyone was losing their job. Every, there were so many good employees that I could hire for like way less than what they were actually worth. I was able to get the best real estate to rent, like, like the best corner spots, the best signage for like crazy low rental rates because all these shopping centers were empty. I was able to get like these best kickout clauses. Like if I wanted to leave, you know, I could pay a month or two months rent, get these like long leases, but be able to leave without personally guaranteeing anything. Um, Gold went from like $300 or less than $300 an ounce all the way to eight, $900 an ounce, like within a year. Mm. And then every single year I was in it, it went up another 100, 150, 200. So um, 2011 was the year I made the most money. Mm. Uh, I was already like four years in to the gold. That's the year that gold hit the highest it ever was at the time, which wow. was like $1,890 an ounce. Wow. And I had people lined up selling me, selling me uh, uh, jewelry, like coins, watches, anything of value. I basically bought diamonds. And uh, I remember uh, it was just so crazy. It was way crazier than I thought it would ever be. I remember when I first started the gold business, I was thinking, all right, I'll make, you know, a million, five million, you know, whatever, 10 million, and it'll be over in a few years. It lasted like seven, eight years, made over a hundred million dollars. It, it was insane. That's crazy. So you were the inventor of the, like, we'll buy, buy your gold. I was stuff. the first one in the country that ever have a, we buy gold store. So there were pawn shops and jewelry stores. And there was cash for gold, mail your gold in like maybe a year before I started. But I was the first one that actually had We Buy Gold stores and had the sign spinners and everything else. Nobody did it. Everyone copied me. I, I, I opened up one. It started making a ton of money. Then I went to three, five, 10. And before you know it, I had 300. But nobody else, you know, people started copying me six months in. They're like, wait, this guy is doing something. And that's kind of how the whole We Buy Gold thing. Wow. But how does those We Buy Gold stores even work? So people, I basically, when I first started, I just set up a table in a store, put a sign up, we buy gold and people started coming in. I probably spent like 20 grand, put it, you know, just put the build out. It was, it was cheap. Yeah. Once I got making a lot of money, I started spending a hundred, 200,000 a location to make them like super pimp because I want to be the best. You know, at the time when I started, there was no one that did it. So nobody knew if it was going to work, but the way it worked is you'd put ads up in, you know, today's day it wouldn't even work because it's more social media. Back then the social media wasn't as big, but we would put ads in all the newspapers. We put ads in like all the value mailers that went to people's homes and all kinds of, you know, like billboards, all kinds of stuff like that. People would bring their gold in, they would sell it. And we would pay them like 30 to 35 cents on the dollar. So every time I, I bought a thousand dollars worth of gold, I would sell it for 3000 bucks mm. and you know, it was liquidable. I would just melt it all down into and, and sell it on the, on the market. The other really good thing about that time was most people that sold us gold. This is why it works so well, bought it in the eighties, you know, and in the eighties gold was cheap and it was yellow gold. It was and most of that stuff went out of style. Most of that stuff people brought in, a lot of it was broken or and. But everyone needed money. Everyone lost their job. So everybody needed to sell it. But what was great was they bought it when it was 300 an ounce and they probably paid six or seven, 800 because it goes for crazy higher more than it's worth if you buy retail. But they were able to sell it to me and basically not really lose money. Sometimes make a little bit, sometimes lose a little bit. But in their head, they're like, well, this is used. You know, mm -hmm. like when you sell used stuff, you expect to get a lot less. Gold's a commodity, but people don't know that. People right. don't know that it goes up and it's worth what it's worth. So it was, it was a really easy easy sell or buy, whatever, because in people's head, they needed the money. They've used it. They've worn it for 20, 30 years. They got their money's worth out of it. Yeah. It's out of style. It's broken. They don't need it anymore. They need the money and boom, it was, everything lined up. The employees, the location, the price of gold, 
the recession. So that that's how that turned into such a good thing. Um, you know, I, I've had tons of businesses that done really well. And when I look back at it all, a lot of it is just luck, like timing. Yeah. A lot I mean, you timing. were, you had perfect timing yeah. on beanie babies, real estate, gold, Everything. but do you think like luck or you think like you're a guy who sees opportunity at a, you know, this point of like, bro, why is nobody buying these beanie babies? Why is nobody buying people's gold? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like I come up with really creative, good ideas and really the, what sets me apart at the time was I had a really good network of people that I knew that made money in different industries. And we all kind of collaborated. And if one of us had like a really good opportunity or started making money in something, we, you know, they would tell everybody in our network and then everyone would do it in their States. Mm. So I had a really good connections that kind of got me onto gold. That's how I got into gold. One person tried it, but they did it totally different than me. They actually did these things called road shows. They would go into hotels every weekend, do a newspaper ad and have a ton of people come to the hotel and, and uh, he's like, man, you got to come check it out. So I came, checked it out. It, it was incredible. But I was like, why don't you just do it at a store so you don't have to advertise a new hotel every week? That's a lot of work. He's like, I don't know. No one's done that. It doesn't. Uh, I was like, let me try it. So that's how we ended up trying the store. Got it. Came from the hotel model that a friend of mine, you know, came up with and was doing. So you got to really have your network of people that are really, you know, sharp and do a lot of good things so you could kind of copy them, you know, and then let them copy you. That's how a lot of these businesses started. Some of them I came up with, but some of them were other people's ideas that, you know, they showed me it was working and that's, you know, we traded back and forth.